Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm the ever-lovely Lauren. <laughs> ever-lovely? Jeez. Yes, you're Veronica Corningstone of TA News. Because <laughs> he is so Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and you're so not lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Oh, it's actually been a pretty big week in the news. And yeah, there's some it? global stuff too, but I've, I've managed to cull. I've culled. Good. So I don't draw. Uh, but this one, I actually picked this one up last Friday on shortlist. It's called Withdrawn Job Offer was a dismissal, saying the Fair Work Commission. And I thought, oh, what a headline. Because how many times have we gone, oh, my gosh, the job offer's out and we're going to have to withdraw it, blah, 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 blah. Um, And we see this. So I actually went into this one in great detail. It's a bit of a long article, but I've highlighted a few things. So basically what it comes down to, a... um, City Perfume Retail, a candidate was employed. Yeah. Okay, they, so they signed docs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were sent the onboarding app. They were onboarded and everything like that. Their shifts come up through the app. Yeah. So all of this happened prior to starting. So they've already done the onboarding section. They've signed up. They are an employee. They've got their first dates of shifts, etc., etc. And then they were asked to attend some mandatory training. Right. With no pay. Oh. So the candidate um, said that two you. days prior to that mandatory training, responding to a query from the candidate, the HR manager st- stated it was professional development session would be unpaid uh, and said that it was an opportunity that arose once a year and that they would receive a gift for their attendance. Some and perfume, it, no doubt. Oh, God. And it would be a truly beneficial for their own knowledge. Ooh. So, but the candidate said they wouldn't be attending an unpaid training session, which honestly, in this day and age, fair dues, I mm. say, fair dues. So, less than an hour later, the HR manager came back and said, uh, the business and brand partners are now withdrawing the role and it's no longer available and apologised for the outcome. So, the candidate stood their ground and took them to fair work. Uh, and said, well, look, I'd already – anyway, what it comes down to, Fair Work came out with this. The candidate completed the onboarding process, received employment-related communications yep. through the app, uh, including details about training sessions, information, instructions on dealing with customers. It's also through the app that the employees were advised of shift arrangements and et cetera, already given their first shifts. In other words, she was at that stage of – part of the employer's workforce. So the HR's message was unequivocal terms that constitute a written notice of termination. It was clearly intended to have immediate effect and basically that put them down that the candidate can pursue general protection claims. So I think, Mm -hmm. I I agree, they've actually onboarded this person and given them shifts. Beth, yeah. So they... It's it's dangerous grounds. It's a dangerous precedent though because... The person actually hadn't worked. I see where you're coming from on that, but I'm going to look at this as a permanent, like say we hired someone permanently, right? Yeah. We've sent out the contract, they've signed it, and they've come back, and then we're going to withdraw, then the offer's withdrawn. They haven't gone through onboarding. Yep. Yep. They haven't gone, given any personal details in regards to their bank, their super, et cetera, et cetera. And so technically they really haven't started, where in this case the person had done all that. Mm. They'd even been given shifts. Okay. Well, it, 
a tip to young players then, um, if you've got unpaid training as part of your starting um, process, let the person know before you onboard them or have their onboarding stuff. So if you want to make well, a decision, you want I think to- that's – well, basically – Pay them for their time. People's time is valuable. Even if they are only a casual, pay them for their freaking time. If it's a one or two hour training session, pay them for their time, yeah. for Christ's sake. That's my message to people out there hiring. Hey, people. my first one today, Lauren, and you're going to love this. It's, really? Yes, you are. It's from our friends at Indeed, and it's Oz Top Dog Competition. Ooh. So Australians have always loved Harvey? pets. <laughs> They've always loved pets, and this was never more evident than during COVID-19. Um, a recent study show, by Indeed found that nearly 30% of Australians adopted pets, particularly dogs, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and a further 15% are considering adding a furry friend to their family. We're looking – we're at home. We're thinking of getting another little puppy so that <gasps> ours can have a Barney, brother or sister. Have a friend. Yeah, yeah. So Indeed is proudly supporting People to People's Oz Top Dog Competition. It's an opportunity – to celebrate your furry best friends and shed some light on the positive impacts they have on your lives oh, and mental health. Well, Harvey is an integral part well, of the team here at Tarpod. Well, entries close on August 13, and to be in the chance to win a trophy and a prize pack worthy of a top dog, there are three categories. Top office dog. Harvey. <laughs> top dog with a job, which Harvey. is sort of like think police dog, not office manager. Police dog, guide dog, service dog, support dog. Harvey's all of those. Herding dog. dog. He's a service dog. He's a guide dog. He's a drug dog. <laughs> what, a whole lot. A drug dog. Oh, God, he can sniff out pot anywhere. Oh, and the third category is top dog, which is people's choice. So it's a oh, popularity contest. So I think after our scoop session today, you might have to just jump on the website. We'll chuck it in the show notes. I know. Harvey, hear that? You might get some international recognition, little man, <laughs> for being general manager at Tarpod. Wow. Oh, that would be amazing, amazing. So another one I picked up today, and this is from HRD, more employers to tactically expand, maintain headcount and maintain headcount this year. So competition might heat up as unemployment remains at historic lows here. So Mm. recruitment will likely become more competitive in the second half of this year as Australian employers are looking to expand or maintain their headcounts in coming months. So in a survey among 300 hiring managers, 42% said their organisations plan to expand their headcount in the next six months, while 46 plan to hire new staff for vacated positions. And that's coming from Robert Half. Now, only 8% of the respondents said they will have a freeze on headcount. And even a smaller 3% said they're going to carry out layoffs. It doesn't go into what industries, though. So I think, um, obviously, we're still talking about the tale of two cities here where tech and TA are getting slammed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we're going to flip side onto healthcare, Health. education, etc. Cannot get enough people. Even the policing government agencies sometimes can't mm-hmm. too. So, again, tale of two cities. And I think we had a bit of a catch-up today and a bit of a chat with Nicola Harrison and, yeah, she we talked about that as well. So I find it interesting that a report showing that hiring tensions are going to increase comes from a recruitment agency. They might, they might have a... You are such a cynic. <laughs> hey, what's my next one I've got? Oh, from Shortlist as well. A world first fully blind hiring process. And I'm not talking about spending the afternoon at a pub and turning up for an interview. Damn it. Um, An experiment has led to a world's first hire 
complete hire through a fully blind sounds like I'm fully so blind. I reckon um, most of our listeners are going with the blind at the pub one <laughs> recruitment process where the candidate's identity was only disclosed after they were offered the job so Too what bad if it's your ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a story about my ex-wife. No, but oh, um, I've got more than once. The process used anonymous resumes, blind pre-recorded interviews, written assessments, and one final online interview where the candidate's face and voice were masked using technology. It's like masked singer for a job. <laughs> Imagine that. Take it off. <laughs> Look, it's oh, uh, look. What I would love, I, I I love the idea of this. What I would love to do is revisit it in six months or twelve months to see if the person um, stuck. Well, that would be interesting. Watch this space. Maybe <laughs> Craig might follow up on one of his revisit promises. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tend to do that. You don't always I? do that, buddy. I think everyone knows that one. All right. Now this one's got a bit of a serious note to it, and I'm just going to touch on some of it because um, it depresses me. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Okay, so distressing is the headline here. Bullying, sexual harassment and racism at EY Oceana. That is coming from HRD this morning. EY Oceana has apologised to its staff and promises to adopt 27 recommendations in the report. Now, this was a report that they engaged on after a young woman committed suicide in their Sydney office last year. So an independent report on EY Oceana's workplace culture has revealed distressing cases of bullying, sexual harassment and racism suffering by employees. EB and Co looked at EY's Oceana workplace culture, work practice, psychological health and safety through an online survey of over 4,100 employees and then 200 listening sessions and 21 key informant interviews. It Mm. found that in the last five years, 15% of employees experienced bullying, 10% experienced sexual harassment, while 8% experienced racism. And the majority of these cases were a Women against women. They were, yeah, the so women were experiencing this more than men. So, look, there's a lot more other stats to read into this, but I think that's enough to touch on that to say that they've got a culture problem. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go a little bit further on that because I've got a very similar story from our friend Serge and Shelley over at the Recruitment Flex in um, Canada. The former chief of recruitment at Goldman Sachs mm. in the UK is suing his former employee for bullying and they're suing for one million pounds um he's he needs to buy a fucking coffee in london right now (laughs) (laughs) said that he said that employees were coming to him in tears and breakdowns he witnessed um in meetings people openly sobbing and said uh said that there was evidence of punches and slaps being thrown during meetings so i mean look there's two sides to this if you watched Wolf of Wall Street, as Serge pointed out, and had a look mm. at Leo and Margot, you can see the sorts of culture that do abound in some of these places. So maybe there's an element of you know what you're getting into if you work somewhere like that. Mm. But we also, on the other hand, everybody should feel protected in their workplace, right? But I think I agree with you. They do. But Wolf of Wall Street, honestly, on the 80s are over. Mm. Quaaludes are illegal. Although the um, mullet's back. Throwing midgets is illegal. <laughs> Um, at Velcro walls. So, look, those boiler room tactics are done and dusted and grow the fuck up. And I think the big four and some of these big banks are now are hitting the headlines because of these tactics and working people, the 14, 15-hour days, it's the only way you're going to get ahead. I think it's about time you looked at the mental health of your staff and what you really want out of them. Fair play. Yeah. So jog on, old men in blue suits. 
Anyway, my next one. HR professionals want training, education and laws covering AI. It's come from Recruiter Daily. And I have been rabbiting on this ever since AI, ChatGPT, came out last (laughs) year. And it is true. I do believe that going forward, HR professionals are saying that AI is, is going to be an integral part of our future and our hiring activities. I use it almost daily at the moment. Mm. And 62% are saying that this at the moment, according to this survey from Greenhouse's AI and DEIB report. That people need training in, in AI? Is that what the- well, they're saying that 62% said that AI is our future. And that's what we need. Um, And then say there's still a lot to be done in order to ensure that we're using it ethically as well. Then we're going to give you some stats out of this one too. Um, 84% of HR professionals believe there should be more education and training on AI tools in the workplace. 62 want to see more laws specifically governing AI to prevent bias. Wow. Um, and HR professionals and candidates are equally torn whether AI will result in more or less hiring biases. So with a look, bit of a look on this one, um, so 20% of candidates believe AI leads to more bias in hiring. 72%. 27, sorry. 27. Did I say 72? Maybe I just heard <laughs> I'm going with 27%, okay, because that's what I wrote down. Anyway, HR professionals are split on the subject as well. So around 37% disagree and say that AI will reduce bias and 28% feel the opposite way and say that AI will create more bias. And then in the meantime, 33% of HR professionals said AI will help employers reach their DEI goals where nearly 31% disagree. So I think we're looking at a 50-50 split here on what AI can and can't do within the recruitment process, the HR process, and I think the bias part is a big concern. And I I know where HR is coming from, governing, because you're using people's personal data and this is going to influence their career. Do you know what I've got to say about that? Well, let's revisit it in six months' time to see where where it leads. In other words, we'll never bring that up again, according to Craig. Events, events, events. All right. I have got events coming out the wazoo. I'm going to cover meetups. There are quite a few meetups today. So tomorrow Adelaide have got their next meetup. Jump on their LinkedIn page and see what's going on there. So you've got basically 24 hours to get involved over there in Adelaide. Okay, Auckland have got a meetup and it's their 20th meetup. Oh, wow. Happy 20th. Yeah. On Thursday the 24th of August. August, and that's at 5.30 kickoff at 155 Fanshawe Street. I'm not exactly sure what's the establishment there, but anyway. Um, then we've got the Sydney Talent Meetup. Mm. This is a drum roll moment, Craig. You don't even know what freaking button you're pushing. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. So the Sydney Talent Meetup is the 6th of September this year and it this year, yes, of course it's this year. And it's the night before the Idas. So it's going to be a pretty big event, this one. It's going to be held at Atlassian in Sydney. And it's a collab on the hosting gig from the one and only Pam. Ooh. And Matt Woodard from Melbourne is going to be co-hosting with Pam. So they're going to have a panel. And wow. some previous Idas winners from Canva will be hitting the stage. Wow. They're going to be discussing sourcing wizardry and finding unicorns. So bring your sorting hat. <laughs> and then we've got and Brizzy. I was going to say before you go, keep your powder dry too. Don't go too hard on the free beers that night if you if you're backing up for the items. Oh. I'm not allowed to, so no one else can. 
Hit Craig's on a time limit. We had to put an electronic collar on him. <laughs> okay, and then Brizzy, we've got a meet-up coming in the Valley uh, on September 28, 5.30 kickoff at the Prince Consort. Watch the meet-up website and their LinkedIn page for more deets, people. Excellent. And I have ATC 2023, Aligned Strategies, Empowered People, Impactful Outcomes. 22nd and 23rd of November, Luna Park. Get your tickets on the website. Get them now. It will probably sell out. So oh, will. It, the speakers, we've seen um, a lot of the speaker list and it's going to be amazing again. So make sure you attend. Again, it's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the venue is amazing. The food's pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, it for us on The Scoop this week. So it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. And stay classy, Darwin. To 